Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview HG Bolton Sprint Day, Harry Bolton Sprint Day, BJ Ryan, Terry Layton, and we are recording episode 86 of the 1 1, your West Australian Racing Podcast. It is uh, after 12 noon on Thursday, the 22nd of July, 2021. Uh, for those listeners who were looking for the Adam Durant interview, we've made it into a standalone podcast and you can get it wherever you download the 1-1. So check that out. Terry, that was a fantastic chat to Adam, wasn't it? Yep. We're using this take, are we? Sorry, yeah. just for listeners, that took about nine takes for BJ <laughs> to get that one right. Uh, it was a cracking chat. Three, take, three takes. Highly recommend listening to it with a, with a glass of Moet. Yes, do that. So from a racing calendar point of view, we have Pinjara today, Broome racing tomorrow, Belmont and it's Roeburn Cup Day on yeah. Saturday. We finish up with Kalgoorlie in the goldfields this Sunday. It's a big days, uh, big weekends racing, big long weekends racing. Warza in yeah. the Robo and Cup. Oh, Warza. Ex-Hulfos. Ex- Tommy Pike now, yeah. Okay, there you go. Warza, top way, get on. I know, yeah. Well, get on, is it a get on, is it? I don't know, I think it's won its last three up there. Yeah. It's, it's doing well. Yeah, I've put the dirt form, form some of the dirt form. Carnarvon's the only one I'm really focusing on. It's on the back burner a little bit, really. Um, into my, was Carnarvon into my city form at the moment. Was Carnarvon profitable for you the other day? Carnarvon was not profitable, yeah. no. No, I gave back about 25% of what we won on the Saturday. On uh, on the Sunday, only one real big bet, though, was Mo Venza. Oh, so I watched that race. And, um, yeah, how, how didn't that win? <laughs> that was a maiden that got beaten by. <laughs> it's honestly ran a PB by about 4,000 lengths. I think Mickey Heaton messaged Peter, me saying... Peter Daly had a big... Big day, didn't he? Yeah, fair dinkum. I mean, just... Michael Eaton said it's the first time a horse's price three hundred to one has got up. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I said I think I had it longer than that. There you go. But um, no, there'll be winners. It's a long season on the dirt. We uh, yeah, enjoy it. Stay the course. You stay the course. Exactly right. Uh, stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the market city meets get out stakes competition, and don't forget our new look champs and challengers edition of the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind. BJ. All right, Harry Bolton Sprint Day at Belmont. Obviously, the focus in recent weeks because of this constant rainfall has been the weather, the, the, sorry, the rain-impacted tracks. We've had soft Why sixes. Why does it shot. always rain, rain on me? Who sang that song? Uh, I don't know who sings any song. Travis. 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 They, didn't he have two names? No, just, that, sealed, was, that was the band. Sealed, the band's he? name was just Travis. Yeah, right. Um, Mastermind? Yes. Music Mastermind. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, soft sevens, heavy eights, rain. It's been pretty gloomy in uh, over yeah. here in uh, Perth, Western Australia in recent weeks with more rain on the way. However, it's sunny today. Sunny. As we overlook the, the Swan River at uh, Terry's beautiful premises. And uh, what's what's on the horizon? Tomorrow, Saturday? Not much. Not much? No, bit not of, much. A little bit of drizzle maybe? A little bit of drizzle, yeah, a little bit of... Um a little bit of, uh, I was trying to think of something that rolling the drizzle. Uh, there is a little bit of shizzle, shizzle drizzle. Yeah, <laughs> shizzle, a bit of Snoop Dogg. Is, um, yeah, I reckon we're going to be close to soft five. Yeah, I just I just assumed that it was rain drenched when I was doing the form last night. And then sp- speaking to you this morning, it is probably going to firm up. So, yeah. uh, Freshish pad too, yep. sort of. Back to the um, three metre rail position. Yeah, we saw a, a wild leader bias, rail bias track last week. So I've, um, and Peter McCormick will love this if he's listening, but I've now got that rail fear and that lane fear. It just, just hit me. Um, it was obviously a good day where, but I'm going to be punting um, 
on Betfair more than I uh, I usually would once this part of the season comes and we get these crazy lanes because so you're, we're, you're going to be just talking smarter, about it before yeah. uh, we're going to be betting smart I'm yeah. probably betting harder as well but uh, we're definitely going to be betting smarter because you can you can back a horse now and you can you can hop into a um, like one of the lads said they backed Aberdeen Queen last week and they knew they had a dead bet you know before it even jumps so unless you're getting what my rule is unless I think I'm getting a real significantly good price early that mm-hmm. I've got to make sure I'm a part of um yeah, you just wait especially if it's races six to nine five to nine you just wait for the day and um hop in accordingly okay end up on horses like kelly's callisto you've got 70 bucks in your book and you're taking 35 because the game changes mm. flexibility so, versatility 100%. i almost want to see a real off pace i love the days where you're like geez this is better wider because they're the days we see less often and they're the days where you will get far better prices but Obviously, speed map days are more simplistic to mm. figure out, aren't which, they? Which is the beauty of the uh, the Betfair exchange. It is. Betfair.com.au. Race one on Harry Bolton Stakes Day is the Allen Guelphy Plate for two-year-olds over the 1,000 metres. Interesting, Terry. Mm. Alan Guelphy used to be a trainer, and he is the owner of Horse 5 Golden Rack. So he's trying to win his uh, his own race. I did notice that, BJ. Uh, golden Rack. Golden Rack. I don't think um, Alan's had a runner for many a year, but he's... Uh, might he's have got the, this one ready right in time. Yeah, so mm. he's uh, he's got Tiana Robertson... Uh, Tell you what. ...taking over the reins. Nice, um, nice trial too. I thought yes. uh, Maddie was trying to keep a bit of a hold of this uh, Vert de Gris. Vert de Gris. Vert de Gris. I'm done with trying to pronounce all his names after after the uh, the Taylor uh, choice Tolder choice delays. I messaged I messaged Lockie <laughs> on uh, Tuesday and I said it's going to be a Taylor treble on um, on Wednesday and uh, we were only a cross statement away from ticking that off and I told him it would be Zephyr Queen not uh, Forest War in the last as well. That's a little bit of an unnecessary trumpet, but when you're up in the bed, why <laughs> should get, not? Should get Jen to uh, put some uh, like a trumpet noise yeah. in every time Terry Jeez. pops his own tires up. Well, in, 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 all, in all I will say is I'm probably the first to give myself a hard time as well. I reckon I give myself a harder time than any other sister. So, um, where are we going? Yeah, golden, golden rack. Uh, nice trial. Lots of, a few nice trialers here, BJ. The one thing I will say yeah, about mind, this race. Don't mind this race, actually. Yeah, the one thing I will say is I don't know if there's any real superstar standouts. Um, have you seen one of Bob's trials? Trials. Um, it beat home. Treasure, cheerful moment. Treasure star. Treasured star. Yeah. Oof. That's the one, isn't it? Yeah, because I because we've I've got a runner in this beach, and um, I just said to the lads, we don't want to see a horse by the name of Treasured Star. Yeah, avo- avoid at all costs. Yeah, I think we yeah. could be cooked if Treasured Star goes that way, especially the way Cheerful Moment went yesterday. Probably one of the probably the horse to follow from the meeting, as mm. we said before. So, um, so who, who, who have you got in, Terry? Uh, number twelve, small share, Yemen Lass. No, actually, not a small, not a very small share. Actually, a reasonable share of uh, of Yemen Lass. LK Fernie. Uh, who have we got? La Satori, Chucky Gallo. Uh, Connor's involved, Breadbag's involved, Luke Finney, uh, you know, the sponge. The sponge, yeah. Heisman, uh, my housemate, Dan Williams, I don't know as well, one of Jared's mates. So we've got a big group of us involved, a lot of first-time owners there. I don't think Satori, Gallo, Heisman, Finney owns Street Bandit. Um, so I don't think a lot of the lads have, um, have owned one in the past, so good luck to them. Their first start was shout out, shout out to all the fellows. So that's that's the uh, that's the, the guru. You're pulling all these people together, getting them involved in the game. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's good stuff. It's not just all about the punt for you, mate. Is it? No, exactly right. A real team. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, we, we've obviously in our trials had a couple of issues with getting out of the machines. But um, I think we've got a really nice horse and. Um, 
yeah, I think if we jump, we can actually probably win, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. But um, I don't think we'll jump. So she hasn't been able to do a huge amount of work on her um, barrier yeah, manners because yeah. of the wet uh, conditions and being able to get out to the track, unfortunately. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I, think, I think where the barriers are at Ascot Racecourse is like right in the middle of the training, yeah. and apparently it gets a bit swampy down there. So yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't. If it gets too swampy, then they can't get the grip on the ground that they need to push off from. So the barrier practice is uh, out of bounds. Yeah, yeah. So we've been a bit stiff in that sense. But so look, if, if she does happen to jump, um, winnable, I think, BJ. But there are some more mature horses going around in this one. Uh, the front bar, as Adam Durant uh, mentioned, ran into a good one in its array day uh, last time out. Never go up the ghost. State of Power was a nice winner. Well, only thing I'll say about State of Power is win. That margin of victory um, was made to look better than it was because this, Wuhan Warrior didn't turn up and the rest of the race was very thin, got a soft lead. Um, it was a gift. It really, really was a gift, but it's still a very nice horse. Mm. Um, she's still a very nice horse. And then there's obviously he's a sizzler, um, beaten seven and a half in the trial, but was held up the entirety. Uh, my one doubt, my one concern with he's a sizzler, because I did think that would be the on-top runner for me here, is that the trial was a month ago. And we, we dismiss things like that too regularly, I think. And I try, tried to make a bit of a case about that with Not Secret last week and 1000 to 1200 off a month. It's it's difficult. It's difficult just to say, oh, yep, yeah, you can have a few more gallops, but there's, um, there's this no is, substitute. This is 1000 though. So there's no, exactly, and, exactly. And it's got race experience. Exactly so right. Yeah. Bang on. Yeah. That, so it, it's in a far better position than that one. Yeah, um, but I, uh, yeah than, 100%. Than that one. But, um, yeah, i got no real strong um, strong opinions here, BJ. One, one horse I will mention that um, will get under the guards of the Markets under the Guardian market at the moment is a horse called La Galexia. Mm. Um, looks like Danny Morton's second stringer. Chris Parnham's uh, trialed both. Oh, understandably, gone with he's a sizzler. You can you can get that, but um, geez, they were two really nice trials. Both either held up under a hold, hit the line really well. Um, on debut, came ran into he's a sizzler, drew the widest. Brad Parnham went back to last and ran a nice last two hundred, hit the line well. Good run. Um, and then ran into he's a sizzler and a two-year-old maid and then uh, actually uh, beat home he's a sizzler but um, both might have had enough by that stage but um, he's creeping out to 25 bucks now I've got him um, could, her could be a bit mad 11 bucks in my book um, but yeah I'll be playing probably a couple of roughies here the the 10 and the 12 I'm happy to have something on at 25s and 20s BJ Ooh. Getting out a bit, Yemen lass. Uh, yeah, I liked this as an option for he's a sizzler. Ran into a pretty smart horse on debut and just got beaten. Spin the knife. Uh, Luke Fernie stable goes good, that that two-year-old. And um, was pretty brave in defeat. And then sort of just got cooked up on top of a kind of abnormally slick tempo for two-year-olds at, at that funny old Bunbury race um, last start before a spell. Uh, I think from from gate three, gets gets away quickly, is going to be parked right behind the, the leading division here. Uh, I think he's a sizzler, just needs galloping room in the straight and uh, Chrissy Parnham can um, can rack up another winner on, on route to perhaps an Australian Jockeys Premiership. Why um, a month between trial and I think race? Because of the, maybe because no, of the... No, program doesn't make sense. I went through it, there was options. Trial, maybe it was nominated to trial and missed out through the abandonments okay. and the heavy tracks, I'm yep. not sure. Uh, the other horse I want to mention is City Regal. Uh, David Harrison Yard in a really, really strong form. This is his move, isn't it? The, the moment. trial and then come first up six months later. Ponoff on. Mm. I think there's a gear change as well. Visor's on. Yeah. Uh, well, not a change, but yeah, they, they, they're they on for the debut. If you're looking at the two debutants drawn wide who both led their trials, City Regal was far more... 
tractable out yeah. of the machines, then I think I think Golden Rack's going to be a very tough watch for for backers from that gate. But City Regal could just about find um, find the breeds or the top here. City Regal will find the top. I think Golden Rack could be out in Maddie Land. One thing I'll um, say is how many in recent weeks, how many times have we seen these trial winners and trial leaders and we've said they'll find the top they'll find the top they'll find the top it's so much harder to find the top under race day conditions that's yeah. all that's all i will say we can there, there is some speed in this race too there is a uh, re- there is a reasonable i don't think there's that much to be i think there's a, a reasonable amount of speed without it being over the top the yeah. front bar is backed from 1200 to um a thousand uh state of power found the top by default last time out though did jump well uh and who's the other leader beach well destructor destructor's got gate speed yeah, so but that, i think uh, that's, that's true Trial gate speed. Rubana Star has got gate speed. Look, that's why I think it. I think the the the, the early speed that City Regal showed in its Larkhill January twenty five trial, uh, it, it should cut across and find the rail in front. Otherwise, Pontoff might even be happy just to sit one off and lead or share the lead from there. But it looked really fast. He rode it out. Um, the format of that trial was pretty good. City Regal was the biggest danger to he's a sizzler for mine. Um, and, yeah, I mean, Adam Durant in our interview with him gave a good push for the front bar and quite a professional sessions, Philly sessions in the wet. Um, has to be a has to be a major player as well. But for me, I'm keen he's a sizzler. And just the way that the stable's going and the way that this was trialled out in front, City Regal has to be the big danger for mine. Not even a mention for the lads. They're all probably listening right now thinking, oh, BJ's going to... He's a two-year-old. He's a two-year-old man. Well, this is my theory with Yemen Lass. So <laughs> I would only be tipping it from from uh, third-hand information from you. So it wouldn't it wouldn't be an authentic tip if you know what I mean. So yeah, I don't think so. But from what I'm from what I'm led to believe, it's the second coming of Winks. So uh, <laughs> so seventeen dollars. I just saw flash up on uh, on one of the. Uh, I think it'll trade longer. Hey, I think it'll trade longer. Yeah, but obviously, if you for replay watchers out there, go watch that first trial. I didn't know if we were going to discuss that or not. Like part of me, I I'm actually in a I'm think I'm actually debating with myself. What do I want? To do or say or um but yeah i don't think our listeners will influence the uh the late markets too much hopefully but um yeah that that first trial that's as good as a two-year-old yeah, it's incredible see, stuff yeah I, yeah it's just the thousand meters uh, thousand meters if she's even if she's half a length slow out she's going to probably end up last or second last so if she's in, if she's in the one one um Jam if she's in, in the one one after, oh, no way I'm gonna die. She'll be last, I reckon. If she's in the one one after about 200 meters, I reckon I'll um yeah I'll have a fair old tent the pants. I reckon <laughs> with uh, with a fair way to go. But right, uh, anyway, we'll uh, yeah thank you. We'll, uh, we'll Luke see. Kyle we'll needs a change of luck too. He does. I think he's got a good team in. I reckon Luke Kyle can have a winner or two on um on Saturday from his three runners. Race number two, uh, the Tab Touch West Speed Platinum Handicap over the 1400 meters. Now, this is, this is like a bit of paper, BJ. This is extremely thin. Um, most of these can't win. Domineer, mm. Regal City, Megadon, Black Lightning, Grand Randell, Abbey Lane. That's five to ten. Horses five to ten. They, they simply, for me, they, they can't win. They just, they actually just cannot win. Um, Black Comet. From barrier two, it's got to be some chance for Mr. Peter Fernie um, bringing Western Temple up. Especially with the, with the it. firming track as well. Yeah, with the firming track. But Black Comet doesn't jump, BJ, so yeah. you can't really use its gate. For me, five bucks or something. What, what's it at the moment? Four eighty-five. dollars oh, yeah. Come on, grow up. You then got Mr. Mount Walker, who for me just looks poorly in at the 58 and a half. I, I, I thought it had... 
Um, I thought I had the opportunity to finish closer to Sniffy Miss. May not have been suited uh, without cover perhaps, but one leading at start before. So can't have it. So look, really simply for me, it's a race between the one and the three. Um, the track's drawing out. We're up to the 1,400 metres. Those two things were a little bit against OBH. Uh, I was big on... Um, on the Taylor trail yesterday, as I said, but um, I've got a real, real strong lean. It's probably, and if I, was, if I heard a bit more from Adam, a bit more bullishness, I probably, this is in best of the day territory for me, and I can't quite believe I'm saying that, but um, that is Sniffy Miss. My concern actually is listening to him, the fact that I just wanted to hear him say they're going to be aggressive. Mm. Uh, for those that haven't heard the Adam Durant interview, I just asked him quickly, aggressive, and he said he's going to leave it up to Pikey, which... Um, Probably a good move, mm. I'd suggest, in most situations. But I reckon if he goes back, they might find it difficult to catch OBH if they find the front. But um, OBH isn't jumping very well, BJ. And that's... Um, that it makes it hard for Holly Watson, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it certainly, it certainly So she, does. she was four deep the entire that OBH yeah, the day. Yeah, that was something. And it just kept coming and yep. coming and coming. And it was actually one of the faster races of the day, believe it or yep. not. Yeah. yeah, they went wild mm. on uh, Fiery Water. And who led that race, BJ? Classy Macro was three deep. And who kicked through to lead that race? It's escaping me at the minute. But look, I'd be extremely disappointed if they aren't aggressive on Snippy Miss. Last time Snippy Miss, here you go, BJ, mm-hmm. here's one for you. I know you love my stats. Last time Snippy Miss was off seven days and at 1,400. Who did it run second to? Who did she run second to? No, it was a good one. It was the last of the line or something. Very good. Mm. You're this week's mastermind. Mm. Uh, it was last of the line. So um, I was hoping the market would be a bit like express this this had a, an express time feel from last week i was hoping the market would be upside down of what it currently is i was hoping obh would be three bucks and and um and snippy miss would be the one at four dollars four dollars twenty so it's the other way around lies and deception was the horse that you're lies and yes yeah. goes quick ray vincent york specialist broom broom tomorrow broom tomorrow yeah i haven't even, I haven't even had a look at the fields yet. Mm. Um, yeah i'm with you I, I thought obh would be favorite and snippy miss second favorite so at the moment we've got our 310 snippy miss approximately and approximately four dollars for obh don't need to do my naked laugh of belmont either by the way yes. yeah I didn't even care about that result by the end i just wanted to make sure express time and in my defense when 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 that eventually came out it was clearly favorite but when i said that it was a dollar behind favoritism so um it wasn't that uh bland a call um but yeah i think sniffy miss did you stay off, did, you, did you stay off carbs for the few days after the <laughs> after, after the podcast <laughs> Uh, just dearie, if, you, if you did happen to get the rig out, you'd be in decent shape. Yeah, no, I might need to do more than that, I reckon. Um, snippy miss for me, the three bucks. I'm 260, so I, I will still be back in at three bucks. But at that price, I think there's more risk versus reward to wait. Um, and I reckon we'll see an aggressive pike. Not impossible to lead this, BJ. I, when I did my leg up last night, I was anticipating a wetter track than perhaps we're going to experience on Saturday. I thought OBH was just so massive last start, but obviously he does prefer the wetter, the better. Uh, if OBH can get to the breeze and um, enjoy a reasonable run from there, he's going to be tough to get past. And it's going to take a big sneaky, snippy misperformance to get over the top of him because he's tough. You notice the other day when it looked like he was gone on straightening, he just kept coming yep. under and under sufferance and really responded to holly watson who horses do run for so obh was a natural on top i'm expecting uh elevation from mr mount walker third up 1400 meters can tuck in behind them get
get the nice uh, get the nice drag if uh, if maybe a horse like Grand Randall gets sold forward by Maddie yep. Derrick to take up the lead and Regal City is another one yep. get sold forward so, yeah yep. so so Mount Walker might enjoy a bit of a smother with a perhaps genuine tempo of that rather than having to sort of sit out breeze outside a snippy miss like he did last start uh, 1200 to 1400 I think that's uh, more suitable and uh, I think Mount Walker is going to fight out the finish as well uh, it's a clear third pick isn't it like mm-hmm. the market's got Black Comet a clear third pick but I think with the map Mr. Mount Walker's your, it's it's fun of those races I always you feel comfortable I'd feel pretty confident with almost standing out a trifecta in order like mm-hmm. Snippy um, OVH Mr. Mount Walker bang 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 because the rest do look um, probably a class below a risk in that might be OVH if it doesn't jump and has to settle midfield it might not if you can if you can see something which I haven't seen in one of the others that are drawn well perhaps a regal city I thought maybe Do you think Megadon might improve Grand Randall's a horse for me Grand Randall mm. if you can see something one of the, oh, for me I couldn't find any. I looked and I really yeah. wanted to find one of them that I could back each way but I couldn't find it but there is the opportunity if, if you can see something that's um that I I couldn't the only thing I could see with Grand Randall is it uh, it, led, it has led in one last preparation. Uh, we'll appreciate the 14 and hopefully Maddie, for those people that are going to have something on Grand Randall, then hopefully Maddie can be positive early and find the rail in front. And if the leaders are getting bang for their buck on the day, she could could run a cheeky race at a price. But Yeah, it's uh, a battler though. Battler. Backed it when it won. It's uh, maiden actually, a good at price. Bunbury, Craig Stables. Craig or Mitch? Yeah, it was Craig one of the two. Yeah. It was a while ago now. It was during COVID. Yeah. I was on my way to doing a hike. I'm not a big fan of the hikes. <laughs> they can take, take a hike. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, dearie me. All right, the track at Pinjarra's just been downgraded to a heavy eight. That's for no one's interest besides yours and mine, BJ, but I thought I'd share that with you on here anyway. Uh, okay, Snippy Miss for me and OBH. you with OBH. I'd be surprised if that's not the Quinella. Uh, race number three. three. The, one, the one we've been we've all been waiting for. <laughs> the free entry to... To, oh, not because of the free entry, because it was number six, to Belmont Park, handicap. No, both, both. <laughs> and, uh, well, it's good. First of all, it's great to see free entry again to, um, to Belmont Park. Always uh, always a little a little fill-up before you even walk into the track. Mate, um, you, you have a spring in your step whenever you walk into uh, Royal Belmont and uh, it's free of charge. <laughs> exactly right. Um, but... Uh, look, this is a uh, an interesting little race, and it's one where I'm um, I'm going to hold fire. In regards to I bet, uh, I should have said this at the start. Actually, a lot of my betting on the day, especially in races sort of three, four, five onwards, is going to be pattern dependent. If we see another one of those tracks, like I look at the prices here now of Nobel Lawrence at six fifty, and I think, well, that's above my mark, well above my mark. But if we get the same track we did last week, and you should be able to tell in the first yeah. two, um, like I, I don't, I don't want to be on at ten to one, you know. So, and if it happens to be playing fairly, and I have to take four eighty on the day, then, then so be it. But um, Speed Dreams, the horse that I, I think's bursting to win a race, um, BJ. Current price is thin, but uh, I think you're in a similar boat to me. Yeah, I, I was really keen. Speed Dream. I thought we'd see a better quote, didn't you? Which is, yeah, I thought, which I thought would... Nobel Lawrence would be the. I thought Nobel Lawrence special view. I thought, special, I thought a special view would be the one that they I'm targeted. Not take, yeah. I'm not taking 280 about um, a, uh, a Roland Pearcey, Jason Whiting combination in any situation, unfortunately. Um, but how good is he going? Flying. I'm going to I'm gonna make uh, – I haven't done this for a while. Mm. Speed dream. 1-1. Mm. One, one. You're going to lob Chad Dreaming in. <laughs> I think I did have him there, actually. Um, uh, it's been a while, but... Have you got No Surrender crossing uh, Hayden's special view? Uh, no, I haven't. No. I think No Surrender might have the pace too. Yeah, possibly. Be interesting. Mm. So if that occurs, you've probably, um, you've probably then got special view either popping to the breeze yep. 
um, and you'd love to be on the back of um, of Special View, and that would be the great spot if you were on. Uh, if you're on Speed, Speed Dream. Dream, three starts ago, Speed, uh, Speed Dream. Jason Whiting was really positive out the gates yep. and landed in a prominent position. His last two starts, he's gone. He's been forced to go forced back. To, yeah, uh, and he, this horse has just hit the line like a like a machine against really decent quality three year olds. I think if he can be if he can be positive out the gate, knowing that there's going to be good speed from Special View and no surrender, if he can tuck in and land in that one one or even one pair further back with cover, Speed Dream is going to be that it's closing speed. If it can unleash that, good luck holding it out. I reckon it's funny, isn't it? You say that sounds like a, a great spot to be in, but imagine last week being two back, one out, you were cooked. Yeah. Like the race, honestly, if I say early on, geez, you have to lead again, I'm going to be looking at a horse like No Surrender at 20 yeah. bucks each way. Like that, that's how this is going to work on the day. And I'm actually really, I'll be heading out to the races with the with the lads to watch Yemen Lass, obviously. So it's difficult, but I'm going to, and I'm going to be, and I apologize to the lads listening now, I'm going to be an extremely unsociable prick for the majority of the day because it will be a bit late day opposed to last week where most of the stuff was already set. But um, yeah, this, this is a race that will change um, drastically. But let's just go with all things being equal. I'm 100% with you. I mm. think Speed Dream is bursting to win one. And um, look, if Nobel Lawrence is close enough to Speed Dream, um, I think Nobel Lawrence can get over the top. Yeah. The 650 is well above my quote too. So I'm 320 Speed Dream, uh, about 380 Nobel Lawrence, but that's completely allowing for a fair track, which we won't know until we see the first couple of races. Mm, I was hoping for, obviously hoping for better. I thought it would be four bucks. Yeah. I so thought it I'm still going to hold fire. But um, look, and if it happens to trade shorter and win, then um, good on them. Um, one for the battlers. Are we going to talk about number six? Who? I'm Eugene. <laughs> Who's Eugene? <laughs> very, very topical, isn't it? After uh, last week's, um, yeah, after last, I had a few people messaging me going, yeah, they had him, BJ and... Uh, and Pete, not know that ad. It's oh, a cracker. No. I'm Eugene. Just, I'm Eugene. It's funny because it's 35 I think days. I, I thought it was spelling. It's almost like they've listened to that and said, all right, it's time for I'm Eugene. So <laughs> if it wins, um, yeah. I, if it wins, I definitely would have dropped my wallet. Mate, I, all I, I'm telling you, if I'm not watching footy and racing, I'm watching kids TV with three kids at home and that is all. So I don't get to see any of those advertisements, unfortunately. But I'm Eugene. I'm Eugene. Mm. Race four is the Morley Growers Market Handicap, 2,200-metre rating, 72-plus contest. So Reese and White set to dominate this one, Terry. Zaratite versus Treasured Crown. We spoke to Adam Durant, asked him what his thoughts on Treasured Crown taking on the uh, – the fellow Cerise and White runner, Zara Titan, he gave... The favoured. Uh, yeah, the favoured, yeah. The, the Pike's elect. Pike elect, yeah. yes. And he uh, he's pretty confident that Treasure Crown has what it takes to match motors with the uh, with the current uh, $2.20 favourite, Zara Titan. Yeah, $1.90 um, across the majority of the agencies now. BJ's just about to comment. There's been a good little push. Brad went up, I think, 270 or so this morning, but other agencies went up 250. So Two, that wasn't 220, in- Brad bet right now. Yep. So, mm-hmm. but uh, all the others, it's $1.90. Yeah. So it's been good money for Zaratite this morning. Um, look, I, I think Zaratite will win this race. I think Treasured Crown is a real tough bugger, but I think if it comes down to a sprint together, Zaratite, one fourteen fifty meter trial, two sixteen hundred meter runs, should be ready to go at the twenty two hundred. In saying that, there's no way in the world I'm taking a dollar ninety. Mm. This was a very simplistic race for me, where I can't have anything beating those two. 
Um, and I don't want to back against Zaratite. So it was a race for me where I was basically going to take $3 Zaratite or $5 Treasure Crown. It's highly unlikely I'm going to get either price, but that's how I'm playing this race, BJ. But um, really interesting race. Melorab's your only leader. Um, Treasured Crown might just about be able to wheel across and pop in behind Um Popping behind Melorab. It's, yeah, there's a few different ways. Yeah, it really will come down to a, a clash of Parnham versus Pike, and um, and we don't know exactly how good these two comparatively are. So, this isn't a good race to bet in at current prices, unfortunately. The speed and the race shape last start really played into the hands of Treasured Crown. However, in saying that, that was a shellacking. It was a it shellacking. Was a proper the second shellacking. horse, the second horse was low flying as well. Black Blacks, Shadow. Yeah. Um, I, look, I think the the well bred ones really <laughs> love the love the slop and the way he got going is really good. Um, you have to look at also maybe what he'd beat. Maybe Black Shadow not had enough, but wasn't at his very best that day because the third horse was Secret Pearl beating about five. Have a look at Secret Pearl's run. He he wasn't entitled to finish in the yeah. first. That he, was, was, he was entitled to beat 100 That horse has, has had no so, luck, all prep. So yeah, look, I was, obviously I was a very keen Treasured Crown last start. We got the result, but um, yeah. Look, so, I, I so, think, so yeah, I think you, he can win, 100% he can win. What you're doing is you're taking the line through that Black Shadow and, and say you say for argument's sake Black Shadow was below expectations yep. on the day. Uh, might have even been in the inferior going. Potentially. Yeah, potentially. Stage, yeah, potentially. Uh, whereas Zaratite, first up mile, breezes outside leader, gets beat by Naughty by Nature, who then goes on and wins a Strickland Stokes. And then second up uh, at 1650 gets gunned down in a two-horse war by Lonsdale Lady, who is a listed three-year-old Phillies mm-hmm. winner last season. So her, she's got a... Top level talent. Just though, it's two horses that could swim better than the rest. Yeah, and it was a massive gap yeah. back to third. But really, I would imagine that the two mile runs have almost been bonus performances for Zaratai in terms of getting him out to a journey because he's really he's a 2,000 meter plus. Horse. He is. Yeah. An old rule which I've sort of shelved in, in recent years because trainers are getting better, I guess, uh, is I like to see a horse have a run over the 2,000 before I back them at yeah. a race at 2,000. But that's a, that's a ruling I shelved, which would probably lean me towards Treasure, Treasure Crown, Crown also. Yeah. But um, oh, sometimes you just work with the gut. Daratide obviously had two years out. There's now been four public appearances after the two years. So that's the clear lean. But um, nah, from a betting point of view, it's a good race to watch. It actually really should be a really good race to watch. And, um, yeah, I can't make a case for any of the others. I expect Kermit Rock to be able to cover and to improve. I think okay. it's a horse that needs cover. I agree. One last thing before we uh, before we move forward. We do give the stable a bit of uh, a clip every now and then for their placement. However, Fred Kersley, second up, 1,600 to 2,100 Malarab last Saturday. <laughs> And, and wins, and the, you just got to uh, say too good, don't you? Yeah, yeah, he got the hot lane. Yeah, uh, he got the hot lane, and um, look, that's good. Still good condition. Mellor had been before that one of the worst place horses um, that I can remember. Um, it, it had been clear that Mellor was going to get a journey, and it's I think it's only go prior of the journey. It was probably a good thing licked. So. Mm. Um, yeah, maybe maybe they're just educating to get up to the journey, but yeah, it could be a, a future a star of the future. If we see be. another look, we see a hot lane out in front, it can give a kick, and it's the one I've marked third favourite mm. purely on a speed map point of view. But um, I expect Secret Pearl and probably Kerman Rock, uh, even going to go with a fifty three, might um, might be able to get Millerab later here if it doesn't get it its own way till the three hundred type thing. Mm. I'm with you there. I'm leaning towards Zaratite. I feel like he might have a bit of a class edge on Treasure Crown, but it should be a good battle all the same. Speaking of good battles, Terry. Let's take a break and get ourselves ready for this week's edition of the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind. We have 
Matt Price versus Tim Marlowe. Ding, ding. Okay, BJ, it is time for our Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind competition. That is correct, Terry. The Mundaring, it has been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. Listeners, if you do get an opportunity, drop in to the Mundaring, catch up with the publican Ian Butchie O'Connor, say good day, let him know you're a 1-1 listener and uh, Butchie will roll out the red carpet for you, that is for sure. So, Terry, last week, what, what, what word would you use to describe Matt Price's debut? last week uh probably pretty similar to the the exhibition we put on at the punt last saturday it's a clinic i'd suggest <laughs> bj it was an absolute uh it was a clinic three zip wasn't it yeah it was a domination yeah. wasn't it so maddie Price. Precocious time, i think was the word we like to use auspicious early early running time <laughs> so maddie price he uh, he swiftly accounted for the carryover champion uh, sam white but today, Matt lines up against Timmy Marlowe. Tim was a four-time, I think, Mastermind winner under the old format. Let's see if he can transition to Mastermind 2.0. Let's welcome him to the show. Timmy Marlowe, welcome to the 1-1. Thank you, boys. Thank you very much. Was it four times under the old format? Yeah, I believe so. But I think there's a bit more pressure associated with it this time around. So given how clinical Matt was last week, it could get pretty untidy pretty early. So let's see how we go. Yeah, we didn't even hear uh, we didn't even hear a whimper from Sam White last week. We thought his uh, we thought his phone might have uh, ran out of service or something, or perhaps he, uh, he ran out of credit. Sam's only a young man, so he's still probably still buying his little thirty bucks worth of prepaid credit from the local BP. I, I think uh, I think Sammy was too busy trying to get the earlies at Morphville, wasn't he? Yeah. How, how did that go last week? Third. Oh, Sam. Yeah. Well, thank God he's gone then. Tipping our uh, listeners' winners, but no, it's good to have you on. Uh, Timmy, uh, four time BJ. Where does that put him on the uh, on the leaderboard of all time? No, I might have to go back and do a uh, an honour board for yeah. sure. Uh, but yeah, Timmy Muller would have to definitely be right up there. Uh, I think Matty Matty Price won it three times as well. But mm-hmm. uh, let's see how uh, how Timmy goes under uh, the new version of the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind competition. So back to defend his title, Terry is Matt Price. Matt, come on down. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for having me. How many times in your life have you copped some form of, um, with your last name being Price, some form of lamp- Larry Emder, the Price is Right joke? Because I thought it was quite funny when I was saying it, and I thought, geez, he probably hears that every third day. Yeah, and, um, yeah, a few times. <laughs> <laughs> so how's the how's the punting service and the uh, and the updated updated Twitter bio going? There, yeah, the, the Twitter bio, the blue tick's pending on the, on the Twitter <laughs> profile, so they said I need to send something through to you guys for, to approve that. Um, the, the punting service has been slow, though, so uh, I'm just trying to get emails out to subscribers and things like that, but it's just been a big mess. <laughs> so, Matt, uh, oh, it's... Um, it is. Uh, it was quite the uh, quite the title in the WA Racing Mastermind. How has that sat with the you title. in the, the last seven days? How have you handled uh, all the exposure? Uh, initially uncomfortable, but I've gr- <laughs> I've grown into it. I think like I've really um I just walk around shouting out random horse names and, and answers <laughs> just to, just to practice. <laughs> but I'm, I'm I'm comfortable with it now. But I fear that the dream might be over pretty soon. So. Um, yeah, I'm not sure, but I look forward to the steak sandwich I'm going to consume. Very good. Also, don't forget, uh, Tim and Matt, that um, there is an additional bonus, not just that $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring, but Terry's 
famous Christmas party. There is there are, there is a seat available for the leading mastermind 2.0 performer. This we have year a um, we have a, a likely destination and a date in mind as well. Yet oh. to be publicly, I'm, I've, and I've already started uh, coming up with a list. I'm going to go with a 22 man squad. Um, Plus a so, Plus the sub, yeah, plus the medical sub, which only <laughs> in the medical sub will be called into action pretty early on that uh, on that particular day. But, uh, yeah, no, that, that's the real prize on offer here. Yeah, right. Okay, so stay tuned for more information for the Guru's Christmas party later in the year. But, uh, but guys, uh, enough chin-wagging. Let's get to the real stuff here. Let's do battle. Matt, Tim, your names are your buzzers. And to be crowned this week's mastermind, you'll need to be the first contestant to answer three questions correctly we good to go all good all good challenger are you ready i'm ready mastermind are you ready ready three two one red can man won last year's bolton sprint who will be riding Red Can in the Bletching League Stakes at Caulfield this Saturday? Tim, Matt. Tim. Timmy. Billy Egan. Yes. Correct. We're on the money. And, Matty, this is the first time. I know it's only a short little stint on, um, uh, on might, the Masterminds. We might first... go to the photo there, I reckon. Yeah, no, I reckon, I reckon you've been done by a half head. Yeah, it was uh, tight. I, uh, <laughs> I reckon this is the first time you've been behind or conceded. So let's see what he's made of here, BJ. Yeah, he's caught one on the Red chin. Can, man, my boy. Good. <laughs> oh. you'll, be, you'll be laying it on Saturday. <laughs> Question two. Right. Name the listed race Miss Frost won at Ascot last November. Matt. Matty. Is it, was it the Jungle Myth? Very good. Correct. That's impressive. It's Where a, did it's a trick question because you could have gone the, yeah, uh, the, the door. I'm on that as well. It's mm. very confusing. What, uh, do you remember the ride? Mitchie Pavin from 10 or 11 just uh, slotted it into the 1-1. One, one. It was an absolute steer. But why choose her from memory? Why choose her? Yeah, He's racing right. at Caulfield this Saturday. Is it really? Yep. Yeah, right. Little tidbit. There you go. <laughs> question three. Right, so, one all. One all. This is what we like to say. Yeah. Stride for stride. Question three. Peter's Investments owned... 2014 Bolton Sprint winner Celebrity Miss is the mother of which Oakley Plate winner? Matt. Maddie. Celebrity Queen. Correct. Oh, there we go. Pricey match, match point, 2-1. What a, it's a, it's a, some tough old questions in here, Bates. Yeah. That was a dead hate, wasn't it? They're very good. They're very good. Uh, next question. Name the... New South Wales-based hoop that is locked in a battle with Chris Parnham for this season's Australian Jockey Premiership. Oh, Matt. Matt. Oh, it is. Three. Oh. Two. One. Google. Do I need a full name, BJ? Oh, I think we're going to. probably do. No, we'll have to scrap that. We'll have oh, to we're going to scrub it. Yeah, we'll have to, oh, we'll have to go no, again. Good. You've got to be authoritative. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sorry, Maddie, but we're going to have to scrap that. We're nah, right on the buzzer. Nah. And, uh, Contrary. Yeah. Sure. I would have paid it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I would have paid it as well. Next, que- <laughs> next question. Kermit Rock finished third in this year's WATC Derby. Western Empire was the winner. Who finished second? You can have that one, Timmy. Oh, it's not coming to me, I'm afraid. Three, two, one. 
Terry, who was the answer? Uh, Chrissy Parnham on Temptation. Temptation. Took the, oh, early, took the early prices here as well. <laughs> okay, Matt 2, Tim 1. This is tight. Tensions are high. For, uh, here we go, next question. Name the trainer who settled up four straight Bolton sprint winners between... Tim. Matt. Uh, Tim. Oh, oh, I didn't even get the years out. Yay. Two, oh, yeah, two, oh, this, this McDougal thing is going to come back to haunt me. This is very good. <laughs> All right. Um, it was touch and go with the buzzer as well. Yeah. There's, a, there's a few little aspects there that are uh, look, probably the stiff. WA stewards must be running this, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag Perth stewards. <laughs> oh, dearie, All right. Truly great inspirational girl. Both won minor races on last year's Bolton Sprint Day as did uh, Indian Pacific, by the way, but that's by the way. So name the group one race. That pair could last December. Say that one again. Sorry. We'll go again. Truly great and inspirational girl. Both won minor races on last year's Bolton Sprint Day. Name the group one race they could last December. Uh, Matt. Matt. It was. Kingston Town. Oh, you've done it. You've yeah. done it. You've done it. <laughs> you were quietly hoping you won at the end. There weren't you after you felt Con- a bit. Uh... Congratulations, Matt. Two straight. Thanks very um, much. Three, three, two was a uh, tremendous battle down yeah, the straight, wasn't it? Was it? A, a bit of sunline and northerly type stuff. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? Yeah, it really was. Really yeah, was. And, um, yeah, there was a bit of. Uh, who was the horse at Lucky Grey Beat in the? Uh, uh, he's, he's remarkable. remarkable. He's remarkable. He's yeah, remarkable. Matty felt a bit like he's remarkable past the post there, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> he still got the chocolate. Uh, that was so. It was three two in Matt's favour. He is a mastermind once again. Congratulations, Matt! Uh, terrific debut from Timmy Marlowe. Stride for stride with the mastermind. The challenger did really well. Thanks for coming on the one one, Tim. Don't be a stranger, and uh, you know we never know. You never know. We might be, have you back on uh, to compete under the new mastermind mind format in the months to come. Thanks, mate. Very good. Thanks, Matty. And Matty, will you be back to defend your title next Thursday? Oh, absolutely. I'll need a ticket to this Christmas party, I reckon. <laughs> so the fr- H train, four. Fraser Hay, he He's leads the way with four. Yeah. Uh, for, so for all the listeners out there, a maximum of five weeks in a row you can win. Mm-hmm. So Matt has got two on the board. He'll be chasing his third straight victory on next week's edition. And it might come up with a big name, I think. We might come up with a, a real a real toughy third up. I've heard you're a little bit susceptible third up in a campaign. <laughs> I was susceptible second up as well, but oh, it's oh. which is good. Only, only gets better with racing. Very good. Congratulations <laughs> again, Matt. And uh, that's two $100 gift vouchers for the Mundaring. Ian O'Connor got some new vouchers printed up during the week, so I'll whack them in the post, and hopefully you'll get them in the yeah. middle of next week and you can go up to the heart of the hills and enjoy yourself. That sounds fantastic. So I learned yesterday, and I, I'll stand corrected, that Ian O'Connor's I don't know if it's a son or a daughter, but he's enrolled to come to the school that I work at next year, I believe. Yes. So there you go. Is that an all-boys school up in the hills? Uh, no, it is not. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, there you go. So have, have, you, have, you, met, have you met Ian before? No, I don't think I have. No. Well, when, no, you, when, I, when uh, these vouchers come through, yeah. make sure you, uh, you go and hunt him down up at the Mundaring and, uh, and have a yeah, chat. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Congratulations again, Matt, and uh, you will be back next Thursday to defend your title. Thanks very much. I'll speak to you then. Thanks, Pricey.
Timmy Marlowe was brave, but yeah. uh, Matt Price just uh, got his nose down right on the line. He did. I reckon you were you were cheering for him um, after you've uh, ruled out the uh, McDougal. Well, in all fairness, though, I'll I'll back you up here. The buzzer had probably gone off as well, mm-hmm. so there was probably two negatives there, one positive. So two wrongs don't make a right, unfortunately, but still too good. You know, found some trouble in the straight, got blocked for a run, but when he picked up and sprinted, only one winner. Do you think the arc would have come in handy in that situation? The arc? Yeah, the AFL arc. You know, oh, the, the arc, <laughs> the war room, the um, – what are we – yeah, no, it could have done, yeah. It, it, it could have done. We, needed, we yeah. needed the real frame-by-frame yeah, replay there. Well, you can tell people are really getting serious once they know the Christmas party's on the line. Yeah. Well, so. well, you, you, didn't, you didn't mention the venue. Is that – No, it's, it's, in, it's in ours. It only hasn't been mentioned to anyone. So zip zip uh, fast. It's like it's the, zip uh, fast and, yeah, like well, the Brownlow medal what are we at now? <laughs> We're at late July. I reckon early August. Early August we might uh, – might uh, start sending out some save the dates. All right, a few little breadcrumbs. Yeah, yeah, it's usually, well, usually it's always a Friday, Arvo. I like there to be a Geraldton meeting on mm-hmm. um, so I can punt at the same time. And uh, yeah, no, I've got a little uh, a little spot in the sun. Mm, okay. Say. All right. So there you go. There's your, there's your first little, little clue, listeners. But yeah, Matty Price. Price was right again this uh, on this edition of the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind. $100 gift voucher is all his, and uh, he'll be chasing his third win on the bounce next week. Race five, Perth Racing Club membership handicap over the 1,300 metres graduation here. Well, what a rise to prominence it has been for Little Flirt. Kind of uh, unfashionable Kalgoorlie battler last season, and uh, no, the last season was uh, winning races at Belmont. Actually. Oh, sorry, it, it was in Kalgoorlie the season before. It was yeah, with Brett Matthews, before. yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's Robert Matthews might have one other horse currently in work, but um, Robbie Matthews oof. always had a good horse in his stable um, back in the nineties. Yeah, so right. has uh, dialed, he does thing, now. dialed things back. So. Little Flirt ran second first up to Mr. Mount Walker at Pinjarra, then has recorded two absolutely dominant wet track victories at Belmont and Northern. I've been a Little Flirt once this campaign. <laughs> you got beat? First up, yeah. 12, like 11s to 4s or something, and um, yeah, Mr. Mount Walker uh, unfortunately beat us, but uh, geez, different horses last two. So it's it's one by four lengths defeated timescale at Northern last start. Uh, got See the figures for that run? Huge. They went fourteen point nine lengths above benchmark to the turn. It was. It makes the run a time scale so big. Yeah. Any doubts about time scale running fourteen hundred can go out the window because, uh, yeah, it's uh, more than ran the fourteen hundred. Was just gunned down by a swimmer. So, what do you? What, what's your gut? Speaking of gut feel, what's your gut feel about Little Flirt? Can she transition? Check into the conditions. Into, yeah. Morning? Check the check how the track's playing. She's way she's under the odds now. Yeah, she's been over, overpriced. So the best part is sometimes if there's one you like, and I actually I'm gonna probably I'm not gonna take her on, but I'm not I'm not I'm nowhere near four bucks, so I'm nowhere near backing her here. But she's one you can get a feel the first few races, see if they're making ground, see if it is a soft six. You probably want to see a soft six, I think, yeah. for her, um, and then you can you can re uh, reevaluate. But um, yeah, she's obviously flying. I just think that the four bucks up in this type of grade is a, is a little bit of an ask. She got five points for winning the other day. Yeah, she got five points for winning the prior effort as well against Beanie. Um, yeah, I think – and it's funny, we'll, we'll talk about a horse mm-hmm. later that ran third and actually dropped a point, um, which I'll yeah. get to shortly. But, uh, yeah, it's funny. I think that's probably a little bit stiff. Um, wet, wet track victories are just so yeah, like – They're gaps. 
It just, yeah, it's, yeah. it's so inflated sometimes. Yeah. Like some of Dane Finn's wins on the dirt, it's sort of like the dirt, big, mm. big gaps, you know. He got massive Madrid points. Madrid Centro. <laughs> yeah, you get, you get massive points. Then they have to battle away the next campaign when they're not quite as good a horse to um to knock those points off to be competitive so, again. So yeah. Well, it's, um, it's, a, yeah, it's difficult. Lucky dip sometimes. The... Uh, Wet, I was aiming for a really, really wet track this Saturday, so I had a little flirt on top in my leg up. We did speak about a horse last week, though, and I feel like this horse is bursting to win a race. It's currently at double figures. Number one, skin and tins. Yeah, yeah, he certainly is. Uh, like you were keen two starts ago when Holly Watson rode. Um, and then Brad Willer just had no luck on her in the Sentimental Hero, Sentimental Queen race. It's a bit of a recurring theme with, um, with some tins. of Brad's run, runners at the moment. All day session was a very similar thing. There's been a lot up at Kalgoorlie. So uh, horses, one thing I'll say is horses are going really well for Brad. Um, he's just finding a few traffic issues at times at the moment. But um, the, the main thing is horses are, uh, are going really well for him. I... It's interesting that Ashley Maley is keeping skin and tins to the 1300 here. Um, there, it was a really suitable week for 13, 14, 16. It wasn't even nom for the 1600 meter race. And I've always thought skin and tins is a better horse over the mile. So um, a little confused here, his step, but I, I think it might be a, a plan. He thinks it's sprinting well, perhaps. Um, yeah, like I really got to focus on horses I think are ready to win at the moment. And you're right, skin and tins is just 100% ready to win at the moment. But from a map point of view, it's going to need to be a peach. But I reckon the price, as you just said, then you're getting the right price to back him in for a peach, you know? You're getting the right price for him because this is a horse that's drawn the widest. Now, if it, if I saw it snagged to last, I'd be disappointed. I'd want to see it ridden for luck midfield. Yeah. That's, that's the opposite to how I want to see these type of horses usually ridden, but it's got gate speed. I'd love to see him almost pop it out and then let the leaders, um, let Recharger come across, let um, let Buddley Lad from Barrier 1 kick up. Seminole Brave. Seminole Brave, ridden, Brave yeah. Be ridden aggressive here. Happy, Jack. Happy Jack. And just... Just ask Brad, find your spot. Find a spot, forward to midfield with cover, which I know is an ask. And if you get caught deep, you know what? You get caught deep. So bad. You've probably, you've probably lost your money, but you're getting the price to find out and um, look at the current markets. It's a, it's a bet for me. So Dunbar is the current favourite, 320. Uh, and White, three-year-old, has potential yet to really, really deliver on it at the moment. Was a bit stiff last start. Just got sort of... Well, yeah, yeah. got stiff. crowded and pratted for a form race. That's a bad form. Race. Yeah, it hasn't. I, I didn't think it was that it stiff either. I thought it had. Like, it was a little bit stiff. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but I still don't think it was going that well. I don't know. Jag the Joker's run second. Wank and Tank has run third. Real Grace has run third. Uh, Wank and Tank are Real Grace. It was the other one I just said. Jag the Joker. Jag the Joker. They've all come out since. Did, run. Did, was Agent Joe in that race? Uh, no. no, they've all come out and run. Oh, was that on the fence behind? Yeah, it didn't turn it, up potentially. Yeah, it yeah. didn't turn up. It was on the back of the leader. Yeah. Um, but they, they've all come out and not turned up at their next start. So, wonder if they go forward with Dunbar. I uh, well, I don't think this is the day to go forward because mm-hmm. you've got you've got some speed in it. And the speed's all, all a bit of a query. It's not mm-hmm. like there's any real strong horse up front. You're going to be like, oh, we don't want to let that out of our sight. Um, so I think they'll be happy to ride at midfield cover again or yeah, mid- cover. rather than rather than yeah, last though yeah it might be yeah. it might just about be last because barrier 10 and 11 is recharger and skin and tins and both have reasonable gate speed so yeah. it Barrier nine could end up being the widest gate, if that makes sense, BJ. So, yeah, this was a very hard race and I was happy to be uh, – I think there's a lot of potential options here. I think Seminole Brave will improve with a more aggressive ride on a firmer track. 
Um, went super first up. All of its best runs last campaign were when ridden forward, usually in the breeze. Um, the 1-1 one, one should be on offer here if they allow Peppy Jack to come around. So I'm expecting improvement from Seminole Brave. I'm expecting – Peppy Jack was actually a super run last start. That race was uh, – the horses that settled – I don't have this in front of me, but it was second, third, fourth, fifth. Uh, I think they were the great one, Fair Do. Uh the other two names escaped me, BJ, but they were all beaten roughly 10 to 15 oh, lengths. Oh, uh, Celebrity Man. Yeah, Celebrity yep. Man. They were all beaten 10 to 15 lengths while Peppy Jack was beaten uh, 5.3. So sometimes it's about certain parts of – Pikey often speaks about he likes to be in a certain flow of the race and for whatever reason those on speed in that particular day were just cooked. They didn't go that hard or anything, mm -hmm. but they just – that wasn't the race for those on speed. And looking – this is just going a little bit – off center here but there's a race um won by the spruker beat bright diamond peppy jack was deep the trip remember that day yeah now that day your leader was um no surrender your breeze horse was kelly's callisto that might have been the other way around mm. it was no surrender kelly's callisto and the, yeah you're right and on, the back, and on the back of those was there for queen now those three were beaten out of sight no surrenders come out run fourth at pinjarrick's next start taken on by it was a really good run okay yeah. Kelly's Callisto taken on by the horses, saddle slipped. Yes, uh, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, jets down. No, yeah, that's it. Um, the other one was uh, Kelly Slitter's come out and nearly won last week. Don't forget these horses between them were beaten thirty lengths. Zephyr Queen and won Zephyr Queen won one mm. winks yesterday. So sometimes you're just in the wrong. There's some certain races you're just in the wrong wrong time wrong place, and that's also why I really liked Zephyr Queen yesterday because it beat the other two comfortably um, in the run home. Anyway, so I think Peppy Jack's run was a lot better than it looks, but um, I, I can't catch Peppy Jack as a horse. Uh, it's just one of the harder ones for me to catch, but I think this is more suitable. Peppy Jack might be a better horse than the Breeze as well, working outside of a horse and being tough. Um, so I, I think Peppy Jack's um, not impossible. Hot Mix is a big uh, different form reference, which I really like. Um, Chrissy Parnham's a nice booking. Uh, run down the straight was really good. Straight racing is a completely different story. And then Regal Magic, Rocky Path, hard to miss last start. Dumba, this is a very difficult race. I'm betting on price and um, skin and tins. I'm just going to hope. I'm just going to hope and pray. I'm with you. Um, have skin, each way. skin and tins. Yeah. In Brad, we trust. It's just a, it is just an in-trust type bet. But, um, yeah, I think we're getting the price. I Yeah, it's actually drifting out of it now, 16, 18. It was 15 bucks a minute ago. So interesting what this market does late. I think Little Flirt, 4 bucks. Dunbar, 320 They've got to be bare bones prices, yeah. I'd suggest, at the moment. Little, um, little Flirt's um, half what I thought it would be, really. Yeah, Maybe exactly. even li li more than half. So. Exactly. So um, it'll be interesting to see what... I mean, it was, it was only 950 you know, the other day, and it's coming to this yep. this race, and it's a what four dollar chance? Exactly. Well, the way it won, it's it's understandable. It's yeah. it's hot in the market, but um, you wait for conditions by this stage of the day as well. If with recharge drawn ten, it's a big chance it leads up a three wide line, BJ. Mm -hmm. And if it leads up a three wide line, which Bradwell Willie can get in with skin and tins, and we've seen horses make ground down the center of the track, you probably want to be on each way, don't you? Mm -hmm. yep. So. That's the way I'm going at this stage. But, me, um, me too. It's a very open I place. did tip Little Flow in the leg up, but for, uh, at the, right at this moment in time, I'm going to be having something on skin and tins at right. the price. I like it. Race six, Amelia Park Handicap. Another graduation. This time it's over the 1,600 metres. We have X Peters, Horse, Sentimental Queen, trained by Hayden Valentine, X 
Frio superstar forward. Uh, Hayden superstar? Jordan, Hay- yeah. I think it gets bandied around a little bit too easily. He was for a season or two, wasn't he? We'll probably have on the show soon, so I better not say that. <laughs> was he an All-Australian, Hayden? Uh, he would have been on the cusp. Yeah, yeah. The in the cusp, squad, yeah. perhaps? Yeah, he would have been in the squad, yeah. Very handy. Good player. player. Very good, good player. player. Very good player. Uh, Hayden Valentine, he's a very good trainer in the making as well. He's mm. doing a top job. Team's fine. Yeah, so he has snagged Sentimental Queen off the uh, Peter's Investments operation and uh, he's got this mare going really, really well. She won first up with 60 kilos back in April. Lucy Warwick on board midweek, smacked him, came to a graduation and won over a mile, 58 and a half with Lucy on board again. Then got cut down by a virus. Uh, while she was in peak form, returned to racing two weeks ago and just the full brother, sentimental hero, was just enjoyed a more economical run, got the bursa and was probably a bit too good for her on the day. That was with Holly Watson on board. You imagine with... She gave it a 10 too. Yeah. You imagine with Lucy Warwick back on board, uh, no sentimental hero, up and coming horse like sentimental hero necessarily in this race. You could argue maybe one of the one of the um, perhaps... Ginger Baker or Vital Flirt, but I, I think Sentimental Hero is destined for bigger, uh, has a higher ceiling than those two horses. But Sentimental Queen, you feel as though she's going to elevate off that first up run up to a mile as well. And I think this is set up sweetly for a Hayden Valentine Sentimental Queen victory. What do you think, Guru? Yeah, I agree. Um, initially, I thought the 60, uh, after a really nice ride, the apprentice getting off, you're like, well, hang on, we're up in weight here. And um, and it's not like we're getting a big jockey upgrade because of how well Holly did ride it. But then you sort of look at it comparatively um, against the other runners and you go, okay, so we've got a kilo and a half more than Ginger Baker, two kilos more than Vital Flirt. Now, they're two horses that are going really well and yep. on the rise um, for their respective stables, but um, it, it isn't that much more. To me, just the way sentiment queen's been running and the trajectory i see her on um i don't think the waiting post for a horse that's carried weight to victory she won with 60 by three and a half first up for hayden valentine um is that big of an issue so um yeah i'm surprised we're still we're seeing around the four dollar mark for, for sentimental queen mm. I, i've marked her just sub three bucks um and at that price I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy to get involved there's good speed in this race run to fair run we'll lead them up next stop the moon will be in the breeze um the great one I think they'd like to lead in the great one. That's my feel. You probably know more than I do, but um, I, I don't think they're going to get in a war with those two horses who will only have one mindset because that will be um, counterproductive, mm-hmm. I'd suggest. Um, Vital Flirt's a horse I've been following and had many good results on. It's been one I've picked out at a very uh, young age for Kayla Farrell that uh, it had a bit of talent. <laughs> took It took me a few losses to get a few wins, but we have uh, eventually recouped our money on some. Um, I just think it's a... A tougher steer from Paul Harvey, likely to have to go further back than did last start. So, yeah, she might be a risk. And, and Ginger Baker only beat Charluk. But if you go back through Ginger Baker's form, it's all pretty strong. But I just think Sentimental Queen might have the upside. BJ? I, I agree. I'm going to so – this is going to be my prediction. Sentimental Queen will win a listed race next season. Yep. Yep, I can definitely see It'll that. either be one of those listed mares races over the yep. carnival or it'll be one of those Perth Cup lead-up races like the Ascot Gold Cup or something like that. That's She's highly like, suitable to the yep. 12, 14, 16, 18, the whole Shebang. schedule the whole yep. way through. So, look, one horse I will be having something on. I'm not going to take the 11, 12 bucks at the moment. Um, and if we see a leader bias track, oh, I'm actually going to go as far as saying if we see the same track we saw last week, this will be my best bet the day by panels. Um, and I'll, if we don't see Levi's track, I'll probably just save on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it's Run to Fair Run. Yeah. Now, Run to Fair Run was coming off 6th of June, 15th of July. So 40 days. Um, 
Tyler Becker had to work really hard to get to the front. Ran second to Mr. Delegator. And never never, Delegator never crossed like, to the fence. Never crossed to the fence. There's yeah. nothing. There's some talk the fence was off that day. I, I'm not convinced on that myself. I've not actually done a deep dive of that meeting yet, so I need to still review Well, the winner, the winner never left the fence. Never left the fence, <laughs> but the rest of the day it was um, apparently they were getting off the fence because I thought it might have been a little bit off. In, in I'm running. Not, I'm, yeah. I need to check that out probably. Yeah. Um, but Run to Fair Run was a really interesting horse to, to deep dive, and I'll just – Talk you through it. Definitely come back. Um, he's definitely come back a better horse's campaign, which is, is obvious for all to see. But first up behind Captain Burglar, um, they uh, he led. Captain Burglar was on his back. Um, his last two hundred was quicker than the winner. So you got to. So he's landing in front of him, but you just see. I think Tyler. I think of it, a bit of it is to do with Tyler as well, and learning her caper mm-hmm. is that she doesn't accelerate properly um, through the six and the four, and then finish the race off. The horse is just so strong late. Then came out second up, beat English Heritage. It's not a huge form line for a race like this, but ran the second quickest last 200 of the race, despite doing all, it's like so much work to get to the front and lead. This a horse that doesn't know how to give up. Then came out um, against, as I said, Mr. Delegator after missing 40 odd days. Um, and she ran a quicker last 200 than Mr. Delegator. Yeah, just kept, just kept she ran a quicker last 200 than the winner who she's on. carted up into the race, just keeps boxing on. Mm-hmm. Who's, who's the jockey you'd want on that type of horse? Mitch Payton. Yeah, and he's, he's uh, just get the, those chicken wings out. The perfect jockey. You've got a yard that's really hitting some form. Um, I think, and, and this is something I've actually sort of learned from you over the journey and the way you speak about it, BJ, mm-hmm. is a horse like Next Stop the Moon, you go, okay, so we're going to get a bit of pressure there from Next Stop the Moon. I think we want this horse to go quicker out in front. I think we want Run to, run to Fair Run to go quicker out in front. So I think Next Stop the Moon is just a battler. I think last start, it's returned to form. Coincided with the nice part of the track and the, and the head wait, going. Wait track. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not worried about it challenging um, here. Um, but look, I think, and then you've got the great one on its back, who's questionable on a wet track, I think as well. So then, I mean, you're going to have a little bit of a head start on Sentimental Queen and, and Brave Dreams when I'm taking on. Um, probably didn't listen to Adam, which I should do. Um, but I just think Run to Fair Run can can step up to this type of grade if we get a track where leaders and the rails suited. Mm-hmm. Um, very keen. But it's, we can wait till the day. The 11 bucks isn't going to get taken. We can wait till the day and see how it's playing. But um, I reckon it runs a big, big, big race. Family dinner Gra- when uh, if Graham knocks off Hayden. Uh, oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. The, uh, I think uh, the feisty 304 is going to be a bit fired up, isn't it? Yeah, he? I didn't, if his I old didn't man knocks that. him off. Yeah. And it's and it, again, if the track doesn't play that way, it'll be definitely a big bet sentimental. We'd already, I've already started trying to get on sentimental queen but um that will definitely be the focus of my investment but uh, if the track does play that way and it's a bit it's a bit like yesterday um you got zephyr queen forest war i think forest war is a better horse than zephyr queen probably but it's horses for courses on how the track's playing Mm. Uh, and and if the track is is playing that particular way this to me with the way it can fight and the way it can still run a good last two um i think run to fair run's going to be going forward and in campaigns to come it's going to be a super hard horse to get past and a really enjoyable horse to back because you know where it's going to be in the run and you know it's tough simple simple mm. all right sentimental queen on top for me uh for now i'll say dutch i'm going to dutch the pair dutch. they're enough as well okay. nearly four bucks and, uh, and adam, I think was, we'll adam durand was surprisingly bullish about brave dream um you know what here's one for you yeah. Brave Dream. Sentimental Queen was exposed to um, dirty air at the uh, clean air at the um, top of the straight. Top of the straight. So yep. 400 type thing. Brave Dream was held up till about the 250. 
There is no reason in the world that Brave Dream shouldn't have run a, a clearly quicker last two than Sentimental Queen. Sentimental Queen ran a quicker last two. For me, that says very hard to turn the tables for Brave Dream on Sentimental Queen. Okay. All right. I was a bit bullish. That's one of the races I was semi-bullish to discuss, as you can tell. <laughs> a little, little bit of rise, a bit of a rise in my voice. Oh, actually, no, we're bullish on this one too, actually. No, we're still a bit keen. Is that because of the, the name? Uh, the crayon. The crayon. Fuck the crown. Uh, the you, crown, Perth. Did you end up at the crown last Sunday? Uh, no. No, I didn't. So I ended up at the Whitford's Brewing Company, actually. Whitford's? Yeah, caught up with some of my uh, old uh, old schoolmates that I haven't seen uh, up in north. a while. Uh, hey? North. Up north, yeah, up uh, up north Melbourne. So, um, yeah, no, had a, had a couple too many frothies. I reckon I'm still feeling it today. That's how old I'm getting. So probably shouldn't have ordered two lots of Uber Eats either. So they actually like <laughs> high five and they leave the Uber Eats drivers. Cause, yeah, it's just, a, it's just a conveyor belt. Anyway. Over many, the hang on before we go. How many chicken nuggets? Couple, <laughs> couple, <laughs> couple, yeah. You just empty the bin out the next day and put something on top of it so you don't see it and you pretend it never happened. It's that old trick. Um, 1,400 metres, 66 plus. Uh, we are coming up with a pair of favourites who have mm. run PBs on heavy eights. Going back to a soft five or six, this to me looks a good race to search for some value, BJ. So those two favourites being number two, Notorious One, and number three, Comes a Time. Absolutely named, isn't it? Yeah. No. Which one? Oh, Notorious, Notorious One? Notorious One. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, both of them are around uh, $4.420, mark. Mm -hmm. Notorious One just marginally shading on most operators at the moment, as for favouritism, that is. Yeah. yeah. So, but what the guru is saying is uh, let's shop around. Yeah, I'll shop around. So. Um, well, notorious, notorious one couldn't have been any bigger winning. It was probably the win of the day on the heavy it's track. Crazy, I think it's fair to say. Clint um, never had to pull the stick, and I think it's probably a better horse not pulling the stick, just keeping his mind on the job, hands and heels. Um, so you have to straight away with Brad Parnham going on, and it's absolutely nothing against Brad. I think Brad's one of the leading riders in Perth, but this is a difficult horse to ride, and Clint found the right recipe that start we're also going to see a drier track here we're also going to see a horse that's not as fresh first up so um, also got five kilos more and it? he's also got five kilos more so <laughs> i just think there's got to be a risk with notorious one i'm definitely saying he definitely can win he'll be in my quaddy but um there's no way i'm following up a horse that can mix his form um in, he's five from ten so we're saying mix his, and he's three from three at belmont so i might be being a little bit harsh on uh on N1 here, but he might find himself in a difficult spot. Comes a time, uh, is 1,200 to 1,000 to 1,400 in three consecutive weeks. Don't know if they try and lead, BJ. Did you, did you think they'll lead or do you think they'll let Living, uh, living the Dream come across and, and just park on? Um, if on if Living the Dream comes across strong, then they'll, they'll be happily take a Otherwise, sit. But if lead. Living the Dream comes off, comes out half-cocked, then I reckon Chris Parnham would be pretty keen to lead and try and control. Yep. He's yeah. another one that's run two big races on the heavy eights and being by sessions, he's obviously loved those conditions. Previous runs were good too and good for us, so I'm not going to see it as a negative that he's heavy back to a soft five, soft six here. But um, the 1,400... Uh, um, three consecutive weeks, yeah. For me, that's just a. I'm gonna. I'm gonna steer clear. Def again, he can win the race. Yep. Um, but the 1400 is a query. The three weeks in a row is a query. We just saw Queenship actually uh, in a maiden. Bj went around about dollar sixty for Jay Warwick or five days. Its form should have won that race by panels, but um, it, it's five days on a heavy track. It's. It's just there's just variables in racing where it's not just best horse wins or most suitable horse wins. We have to look at all these variables and and use them to to throw up a market for us. Um, but I mean, I was just talking to you about this off a giant leap. Uh, sorry, is the other horse in the market? Um, five not, five builders. Yeah, I'm not a massive giant leap fan. I think it's another that can win. It can win the race. Don't get me wrong. Trial was 
strong enough in, in a strong trial behind Regal Power and Montalina, but um, five bucks. I'm I'm sort of eight nine bucks. Giant Leap. What do you? What do you Same. Do? Yeah. So we're, we're, oh, we're not. But I'm a, I'm more of a fan of Giant Leap than Terry is. Yeah. We're but, not, we're uh, not knocking it. We're just, no. But uh, at the price is um, it's not there. And also one thing about Notorious one is. Clinton supporter may have found a way to ride him, but it was almost by necessity because it was slow out. Yeah. Um, and he sort of bungled the start and then he was just like had to almost take whatever came his way. He was dictated to by the tempo and the shape of the race. Sounds and then- like a 21-year-old Terry at the elephant and wheelbarrow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can relate. I can relate. Uh, I've got you there. Yeah, I? I can relate. Um, oh, Nicola. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, shit. But, uh, yeah, it was almost by – he just didn't really have a choice and he almost had to, the race dictated the way that he rode that horse. But then the horse just sort of just lapped it up and just the way that it was able – also almost – Chris Parnham had a moment where he could have shut the gate on Notorious One in the straight as well, but Notorious One was just going so yeah. strong that he just sort of barged his way through and went to the line like, like, like kind of ears pricked. Mm-hmm. Uh, ears pricked. Um, so, yeah, like it was, a, it was a crazy good win, but it was almost like, I don't know, it's almost like if you tried to ride a race on him, would he go that well? I, I don't know. Like I, I just, it's I feel just, like Nobel Lawrence we discussed earlier put in such a great eye-catching run, but mm. you're going to be going right back and you have to be at the peak of your game to be winning from most of the positions, don't you? Yeah, yeah. And he, but, yeah, don't get me wrong, this horse has got a lot of ability, no yeah. terrorist one, a stack of talent. It's five from – I didn't – yeah, I just looked at his numbers and I'm like, yeah. well, hang on, I'm giving him a little bit of a – a bit of a rib tickler and he's five from ten. But he's just, he just got a bit of a crazy scientist yeah. vibe about it. It's almost him, like he's not eight from ten with being harsh on him. So um, yeah, yeah, no, exactly right. He's um, a few different notorious ones have turned up on yeah. different days, and he has been beaten from really winnable positions as well. So um, got to be wary about some of those type of head case horses who can put in a real bolt of fresh and maybe just put in. A okay, so one. if notorious one comes a time in giant leap, can all win the race. However, the price uh, isn't quite there for us. What can the listeners? What are you thinking, Terry? Like, what well, can what can the listeners? I'm just going to walk you outwards f- to the horses that are under my odds, uh, under the one I'm, under the odds of the runner I'm going to be tipping in the market, and they are Speedy Miss, who, from a speed map point of view, I can't have BJ. Um, I think it's going super. I just, from a speed map point of view, can't have Zachariah Bow, who was on the back of playing Marika on a three wide line, which was perfect last start. Again, if it gets the right shape, it, it's got a big booming finish and should only improve the longer it stays at the Harrison Yard. But I'm, I'm going to be taking Zachariah Bow on from, from that barrier. Uh, you've then got Spookwood, who is a different horse for, for Chris Willis. It really is. It's flying. Um, I don't want to knock it too hard, but it loses clean Johnston Porter. It steps a mile up in grade. It's eight, nine bucks. That tells you something about the race on its own. Uh, and then the final run is Arnie's boy, uh, who's 20, 21, 2200 back to the 1400s. Uh, it's been one of mine to follow, and I still think Arnie's boy is a horse to follow. I don't understand why Ashley Maley has skipped the mile race. Um, that seemed a far more suitable option for Arnie's boy, but look, drawing the car park. Jeez, he's just a horse. How he has not won a race's campaign, BJ, is beyond me. Um, but this doesn't look like his either. So that leaves us with um, a horse by the name of Bad Wolf. Now, Bad Wolf, three starts ago, 
was fourth to um, Naughty by Nature. That was a race with with Zara tight. Um, Aberdeen Queen playing Marika. They were inferior runs um, to Bad Wolf. It was a super, super, super run. Probably an unexpected run with Chloe as a party on, I think. Um, $51 SP. Yeah, 51 probably probably 200 bet fair that day. Mm. Who knows? It was 1,000 to 1,600. But put in a, a super effort. Uh, then came out. Took a bit of a – something happened out of the machines over the 1,400 um, from Barrier 14. Never looked a happy horse in the run. So I was happy putting a line through that. It's been beaten 8.3 lengths seven, 14 days ago, sorry, um, at the 16.50 on a heavy eight. I actually, I don't think he's a horse that handled the going at all. I think he ran into two real good swimmers in mm. Monster Lady and Zaratite. Um, I didn't think his last 100 was all that bad, even though he's beaten so far. I thought I thought it was a capable enough run. But to me, he feels like a horse that's now ready back onto the firmer going. If you look at all of his victories in his career, they've been on good fours or soft fives. Um, he should see the soft five type of range. He's ran good races on soft sixes yeah. too, so I'm yeah. not too... Too perturbed um, about the soft six, which we might encounter. It's two wins in Western Australia have both um, been when it's been acutely ridden or it's, it's found a nice spot in running. Um, it's came between runners. Uh, it's been well supported as well when that's occurred. But look, I, this is, and it's funny, we were talking to Adam earlier and he discusses intuition and he discusses uh uh, a feel aspect of things and I, I don't like to use feel too much but I think it's a massive tool when it comes to punting and and to me my feel is back on the firm and going Brad Rewiller and Ashley Maley are really teaming up and Ashley Maley's team while he's not training that many winners they're going really well they are going super um, you've got the good draw there's queries for me on on the fancies in this in what is a pretty thin 66 plus and Look, if we just go back to that, and I think his best trip's 1,400 too, um, which the stats back up. But if you go back to that run on the 12th of June and he reproduces anything near that, um, he's very, very hard to beat here. Money-wise, all those horses I mentioned, I reckon they're all pretty close to bare bones. Maybe, maybe there's big support if they think Notorious One can repeat or comes the time. But I think the four bucks of both, BJ, and I'll be interested to get your prices on them, is, is, is pretty Pretty bare bones. So, look, Bad Wolf, $16, $17. It's a little bit speculative, but um, probably probably the bet I'm most looking forward to on the day is Bad Wolf each way. Yeah, it was $4, Notorious one four fifty comes a time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, can you see either of them really being the... the they do like backing Notorious one. They do like backing Notorious one. Um, how much they want to have on it would be an, an interesting thing, but I mean... Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm interested to see uh, to see what happens here in this market. I, I get a, and this is only a feeling. It could go the other way, but um, I, I get a feeling that Bad Wolf will be the money horse here. Okay, I tip Notorious One in the leg up on the strength of that outstanding first up result. As Terry said, he is five from ten, so he's a winner. Got got his quirks, uh, and that's why Terry. I you know that's where we're reluctant to say chips in at. That sort of uh, that sort of quote, um, but yeah, as I said, I was uh, four dollars. Notorious one. He's about that at the moment. I mean, he's my on top selection, and I'm just going to have to s side with him. Uh, 
I like what Terry was saying about Bad Wolf. It does feel like there's just some there's something cooking amongst the uh, the horses that are in double figures. Um, which one of those is going to be the one that um, puts its best hoof forward on the day? That might be Bad Wolf. We don't know just yet, but uh, I can see exactly where the guru is coming from. Uh, but for me, I'm just going to stick, uh, keep it simple. Notorious one on top. Comes a time hard to knock racing, racing really, really well. But uh, Notorious one from the Chris and Michael Gann, Jimmy Rod Yard goes on top for me. Trump, this goes in the quaddy. Yeah. Maddie, bar plates, freshen up. Goes in the quaddy. That's all. Goes around 60 to one bet fair. But it goes in your quaddy. Okay. I told you. We'll I actually, thought it, would, I actually right thought it would run a race yesterday. I didn't mind it yesterday. But Yeah. Uh, it's funny. It's best runs are always Maddie with Maddie on. Whatever yeah. reason. It's best runs are with Maddie on. So um yeah. Just just goes in the quaddy. Okay. Right, moving on. Race eight of the day is the feature. It's the Harry Bolton sprint. Listed one hundred thousand dollar race, Harry, Harry over the uh, twelve hundred meters. Nero Dio, Black God, um, he was uh, too good for them in the at his first crack at Black Type in the Bowfine Stakes two weeks ago. That was over the thousand. He has won his last three over the Belmont one thousand meters, but he does have some pretty handy twelve hundred meter form. Gate three. Ticks all the boxes for Lucky Lacta Romoli. This is an interesting race with lots of horses resuming or kicking off their winter spring campaigns uh, in the Bolton Sprint. But um, Nero Dio is the current market elect from the good draw. He does, to me, look like he's the horse to beat. Yes, uh, he does look like he's the horse to beat. Um, you're gonna you're gonna cop some statistics from me now, BJ. Unfortunately, which uh, I know you love. That's why you uh, you turn up to this podcast and um, you just hope I'm ready to to statistic you. Uh, so Nero Dio, Nerodio, what what is it? I, Nero I, I, Dio, Nero Dio. Yeah. I've got to just actually listen uh, at some stage. Brittany looked. I know. She eyeballed you. Know, she said, "Terry, this is this is the way." I know. All right, I'll, I'll start listening to people. Um, so Nero Dio, um, the radio. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear Anne Stephanie Bakranich's runner here um, has had a thousand, a thousand. Has had six goes at a thousand for five wins. Mm-hmm. Has had fifteen goes at twelve hundred for four wins. Now I heard Stephanie talk to our mates Lockie, uh, Lockie and Michael on the aftermath, and she was talking about skipping this race with. Yeah. Um, with uh, N and going to uh, there's the, a the new jockeys. season sprint. Yeah, yeah. new season sprint yeah. next week. The jockeys sprint. Yeah, over the thousand, I think that would be over. So going to the thousand meter sprint next week. Now she didn't really specify why, um, but that's what she was looking at. Now this has got to be the reason why she was thinking that. So I thought, okay, let's do a bit of a deeper dive. On sometimes stats can be a little bit misleading. So the five wins over the thousand meters have been a zero metro win, dominant victory. 72 plus, 72 plus, 78 plus listed race. The four wins out of 15 over 1,200, a maiden, a C1, a C3, and a 66 plus. So his 1,200 metre wins haven't actually been his better wins either. They've all been over 1,000. So looked a bit further into it and back on the other side of things, he had excuses several times over the 1,200 metres. He was beaten by son of backers when he sat deep most of the trip. Um, He got stuck deep uh, on another occasion um first up you could say well perhaps it doesn't go as well first up when miss kentucky got him and moshard got him okay i'm not worried about miss kentucky getting him but moshard got him as well um over the um over the 1200 first up and you can say that was maybe 
Yep, that was Ascot. Maybe he wasn't ready. Maybe it was Ascot. There's yeah. a, a few different little bits and pieces there, but it's just a stat I wanted to, to throw up, BJ, with you. So long story short, I went into this saying, let's find someone to beat him. I couldn't find any. Yeah, that's the thing. I couldn't find any. I was like, I'm going to find something here. My first of all, I was like, right, hopefully he goes up 220, you know, and mm-hmm. we can get a little price about something else. But um, dearie me, Beach, I, um, I can't find a bottle beat him. I think one of these little freshies, I think one of these will sprint real well. Montaline is the one I've, I've got. I thought, I thought the one for me was last of the line. Last of the line. Yeah. They're, they're the two, but I've, I've got a feeling Montalina is going to sprint really I well. Here, but how, am I, how am I looking at taking a 650 Montalina in a race like this, which over 1,200 metres? What's your price for Montalina? Really I'm 750. Okay. Yeah, I'm 290. Um, and I, I thought, and. yeah, and, and I thought that was, um, I thought that was long. Like yeah. I thought I had that really long too. So, oh look, um, yeah, just with those stats, my, my gut tells me that I don't know something's going to happen here, but I don't know what. The, the thing in Neurodio's favour is he feels as though he's just up for everything now. Like he is in the zone, flying, confident, sky high, sky high has found a jockey who really gels with him in Lactar Romoli. And from three, he's um, he's just going to land in the spot. There's not – interesting here, who did you end up oh, thinking was going to yeah, lead? This is, a, this, is a, Reflectivity. This, is, this is a funny old map. Um, reflectivity. I thought that um, the horse that if I, if I knew they were going forward and they're, they're taking this seriously, um, I would be all over Western Temple here. It's first up, two first up runs with Mr. Peter Fernie. It uh, ran second to Massimo, and the other one it ran second to Cryptic Love over 13 and 1400. Like, both of those were so yeah. big, such big runs. So, they, they'll, they'll be going forward for sure. Uh, maybe. I, I Look, I, I think that Western Temple will be looking at the 14, 1600 meter races to come potentially. But yeah, um, that's look, true. you do a map here and you think they'll be more aggressive or try to be on Tycoon Storm. Yeah, Darty's a horse. I had, yeah, Darty in front. Um, reflectivity, but I, I just decided not to deep dive it. All I decided was that whoever does go forward, I have no doubts that um, that N runs over the top of them. That's whoever, the thing. That's yeah. the thing. Like whoever so, does, or, or even Montalina or last line. Whoever does go forward gets run over. Amasinus gets run over. So they, they, it doesn't matter so much. It's more about the fact that Mervyn's now out. Um, so this will be a slower run race. Who will the slower run 1,200 metres? So will that be in N's favour because of perhaps – and I, I, I think it's definitely a thing. I think it's a better 1,000-metre horse. He's definitely a 1,000-metre horse. I think he's better. a good 1,200-metre horse, but he's a better 1,000-metre yes, exactly right. horse. Yeah. But the slower 1,200 metres should suit him as well. So if, so. They, if they go steady and he sprints home, is anything seriously going to be able to come off his back and get past him? Like it's going to take a fair effort, I think. No, and, especially, and the way he's jumping, he could lead just as Especially when you've got horses like Western Temple, Last of the Line, uh, Montalina, Pims Royale. Pims Royale is um, more than capable of winning this. Th- these horses, but they're all sort of heading towards hand and handicap preparations, aren't they? So, to, I don't yeah, know. It's like, dangerous, it, dangerous heading to a Hannans this year. I thought they'd all avoid it. Don't, don't want to run into the champion of Hannans, do you? Oh, is, is that where we're going? First up. Is that right? Mm. Oh. Hit and run. Yeah. Hit and run. Okay. There you go. Breaking news. Where were you, Julie, on that one? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it just feels like these horses are going to want to build into their campaign a bit more. So if they're in, if they're in building phases of their prep, Nero Dio is the horse that um, just ticks all the boxes. So flying, just got a sticky feeling here. You got yeah. Just you know how you get those little yeah. sticky feelings. Yeah. yeah, got a little sticky feeling. In saying that, when I saw the three fifty or whatever that went up, I thought, gee whiz, I've just about got to have a bet here. But yeah, I'll leave this one to you. But um, I could, yeah, yeah, probably just. 
probably shits him to be honest with you, but um, don't know. I just got a sticky feeling. Yeah, he. Uh, some, do, do you think it just looks a little bit too obvious, Nero Dio? Sometimes, you yeah. know, what do we discuss? Probably discuss it many times on the podcast is we go in looking for something to get beaten mm. and instead of looking for it to get beaten you just give it a probability price wise which yeah. I've done and I, I actually I was, notes, I was 320 anyway and you oh yeah? yeah I'm 290 yeah. that's that's comical the way we're talking yeah. about it. I I couldn't have got it any longer than 290 either so I, I probably should just have a bet at 330 type thing I just just I just get a feeling something's going to sprint sprint well um Sprint well fresh here, and uh, good luck to Luke as well with Pims right now. Yeah, seven or eight months off the same winkers are on. I actually haven't spoke to him about Pims, so um, I have no idea about how the horse is going. But um, winkers are on, and it's a real good horse fresh. I remember that yeah. run behind Red Can Man and Red, Red Dag. Dag yeah. um, that was a huge fresh run in the Hannans went so. good last year as well. Yeah, so. exactly right. If Jade can get a three wide line, be close enough, um, it could it can turn it on late. And last alliance just a really really good horse in the making. We all saw what he did uh, last preparation, that super fast detonator stakes victory where he defeated Montalina at the end of his prep in the Bunbury Stakes. Look out for this horse. He might be. He could end up being the star of the. Uh, of the spring last of the line. He's, a, he's a horse with a huge amount of upside. Amasinus, the other one we haven't even discussed. Like mm. it, it really should be an Amasinus um, and Quinella. Yeah. It, it really should be. And it, it's out of six bucks. I was 470 Amasinus as mm. well. So um, potentially it could be the one better suited at the 1200. It, it encountered a little bit of traffic issues. It could be better back on the firmer going compared to, to N. Um, Foot gate four as well. So. Gate four as well. Chris can hold like Darien. Chris is a uh, a more senior jockey, obviously, in a feature race of this nature. So um, I think it's one that's and obviously we've well I've taken on a couple of times, backed it a couple of times, but um, it's one that's actually for once its early price isn't under the odds. Mm. Its early price is um it's it's bang on or, or a little bit long. So um, I'm going to make my decision on the day what I do here, BJ. I'm interested, but I know you're keen, and so you should be. Your idea. In. Okay. All right. It is now time for the Get Out Stakes. S-T-E-A-K-S. The extremely popular Very. Get Out Stakes popularity soaring by the week. Brought to you by Market City Meats, largest retail butcher shop in Perth. Located at the Canevale Market out on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt, Tim and his team, they run the show out there. Swing past, say good day. Timmy will look after you. Uh, congratulations to episode 85 winner, Matt. I'm going to say this. Is it Battier? Battier, you reckon? Matt Battier. Um, Battier. Battier. But Battier, Battier is, uh, I think it's a basketballer called Battier. But anyway, Matt Battier, he uh, he got the stakes. But it was there was a bit of controversy, Terry, because uh, we needed the Sam White rule again. Both Matt and uh, Christopher Olsen selected the Spruker by... 0.20 lengths, but Matt got his entry in first and under the rule, he is uh, first past the post, best dressed, the worst. Best past the dressed. Now, uh, and Matt, he's a good man, he went out to see Timmy out at Market City Meats, put up a photo of those succulent Group 1 steaks that he picked up and uh, that looked, uh, that came up a treat on Twitter during the week. So thanks and congrats to Matt Battier. Now, to enter this week's Get Out Steaks, Race nine at Belmont this Saturday. Let us know who you think will win. A decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred, and send your entries to at the one one pod on Twitter. Not forgetting the all important Sam White rule, which has been utilised the last two weeks in a row, Terry. 
First in, best past the post. Correct, Amundo. Yeah. Okay, well, BJ, the uh, the final event of the day had a real uh, standout uh, pattern for me. Um, speed. Speed, speed on speed, like speed. wheels on wheels. Speed, speed, speed. So we're going to see... Uh, we are going to see a race where Madame Torio, I'm going to make a big call, won't find the fence. So I reckon Olga Louisa can kick up and hold the fence here. What do you reckon Marty Allen would say about, about that? Dia Della Arte don't fast. They're both jumping super. Agent J went quickly last up. Agent J probably ends up three right the fence here just about. Mm. Um, I reckon that. Surely they scratch. Like what? I reckon they've... Um, they haven't learned their lesson from last time, 1,200 or 1,000 off seven days. And it, it's favourite at the moment. Dearie me, I'm 30 to 1, Agent J. I backed it last uh, when it was playing hot like that. But, geez, not even a hot rail gets me on, um, on Saturday. Great. Wow. $4.40. forty, And then confirming by the People aren't doing maps. By the minute. Minute. People in there call Captain James Cook and get a cartographer around because that's, that's wild. Well, geez, we found, found my lay of the day, haven't I, Beach? Um, yeah, looks, I think the winner comes from E-Always, Miss Frost, and Silken Eyes. Analyzing the three of these runners very quickly, E-Always, 1,400 back to 1,000, always a concern. Has to be a concern. Um, close enough, right card up, gets into the race at the right time. Think it's the best of the three runners. Think it's the best horse. Uh, Miss Frost, I thought that was not the right ride first up. I like seeing Miss Frost outside of runners. I don't think it got clear air properly at any stage. Last up. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I just don't think there was a, a gap like we wanted to see there. She, um, she, she tried to get up inside. Don't, don't fast. Don't fast. Yeah, exactly. She just got on the back of don't fast. Don't, and got get on the back of don't fast. And, and that was the winning lane. That's yeah. where Amasinus and Silk and Ice came. So. Uh, Mitchell Pateman rides his horse incredibly well um it has tactical speed which the other two don't have as or silken eyes does but whether they try to use it or not but miss frost has really good tactical speed so i wouldn't surprise me if it can land in seventh while he always might be in 11th and silken eyes from the wide gate might just have to snag back uh and then there's silken eyes who was a super run last week harvey gave it up a long way from home um would have finished closer last time it was off seven days joey as a party um rode and finished second to long beach in one of the more eye-catching runs you will ever see so it goes off seven days mm -hmm. the current market's pretty close to what i've got marking this race to 90 percent uh i expect money for e always um yeah look, they're, they're the three that just stand out panels above it but i none of them are a price to bet you know what i mean so i'm I'm willing to see what Betfair does. And if Betfair throws up something crazy about one of them, stronger lean probably barrier-wise to E-Always and Miss Frost. Uh, E-Always on its top line and Miss Frost tactical speed. But I'm going to wait for Betfair and hope that I'm given a little bit of a Miss Frost drift, seven, eight bucks. Um, E-Always, as I said, I don't think it's above five. So if you want to back it, it's probably now. I'm 390 E-Always, but it's not a hard 390. And I'm eight bucks silken eyes. So again, if it gets to... 15 maybe i i think about it but that was four dollars uh, e always yep miss frost eight and silk ten there you go bit of sean burgoyne i uh i agree with everything that you said terry e always on top quite keen the only other horse i'd like to mention he's just racing so well at the moment and chris graham's actually really got this horse like responding to him recently is don't fuss so he uh yeah i wouldn't be leaving him out of your quarties either yeah, 100%. I'm a, um, yeah, 
I'm a uh, big don't fuss fan. Good over the thousand meters as well. That's that's his uh, that's his go. But, um, but, but there's yeah. just so much speed in here. He might yeah. have to take a sit, and he's got to take a sit and then try and out sprint the sharpies. That's what worried me. Here yeah, I'd yeah. love to see a race with less speed. Okay, I just just he went out there and really took it up to Pooley last start and rode it really tough, and he just kept kept fighting. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, ran third to Amasinus and. Who ran second in that race? Was that Silken Eyes? Silken Eyes ran second in that race. So yeah. he's it's good uh, form. It's good form. And, and it builds in and it built into a campaign, don't fuss, always does. Now it's yeah. fifth about fifth up here, I think. So yeah. but, should just uh, about be ready. But, but um, for Chrissy me, Graham I think, hasn't been one in town for a while. Yeah, that's true. But for me, uh new trainer, or well, it's back with owner, trainer Raquel Reed is E always after having its last preparation for last two preparations with Misty Baisley. I think uh, Raquel's found the right race. The blinkers go on. Uh, this could be the day for the donkey, E always. Yeah. I, what am I going to do? I might save E always early, back to the big Miss Frost Drift, mm-hmm. and save Silken Eyes late. So I reckon you won't have to outlay all that much in that sense, but probably a good race. And you start talking about back in three horses, it's usually a good race to stay out of. And on that note, we will take a break and come back with our Betfair best betting propositions of the days, a bit of madness and uh, maybe a lay or two as well. So just a moment. And we're back with our Betfair best betting propositions of the day. I'll throw it to the guru. Who's your Betfair best, mate? Well, why can't you go first? Okay. <laughs> Certainly. I'm, I'm, I'm in a toss. I'm in toss-up mode. I'm a shocker at picking me best. I've got about always got about five in a row. Uh, Race six, number one, Sentimental Queen is my bet for the best of the day. I was tossing up. That was one of the ones I was tossing up at. You know, last week three, we, three we both went... 380 is not bad, yeah. That's a great price. Mm. We both went um, True Attraction last week, but I loved, save, I loved to save her in there as well. Though. So you uh, you had me there, and if I was going to go Sentimental Queen, I'd probably have to save Run to Fair Run. So that's just going to miss in a photo. I'm going to... Um, I'm going to surprise myself. Go with a horse that I think will get a little bit better price about late. Race two, number three, Sniffy Miss. I think Pike will be aggressive. And when I see Black Comet, five bucks, all we have to do is beat OBH. Okay. Two-horse race, I'm going to end up getting 350 bet fair. Coin flip. Okay. Happy to play. But Sentimental Queen was stiff. Maddie. Lay? Maddie? 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 Lay? Maddie, you go yours because I think I might have pinched yours. You go. You're Maddie. Maddie. Oh, I'm going to go. It's only $17, but it's... Genuinely, was I nearly made it my best as well? Was Bad Wolf really? Um, just value wise, it, it's, it's it's the horse I'm most excited about. But I, I felt probably best was probably an over exaggeration because it is speculative. There is still that worry that one run was the anomaly. Yep. this campaign. Um, but that's this is the race. This is the bet I'm most excited. I'm not that excited about backing Snippy Miss at three dollars fifty or Sentimental Quiet. I'm happy to back Sentimental Queen at four bucks. I'll be more excited to back Run to Fair Run at fifteens if it starts playing on pace. But the bet I'm most looking forward to is, is Bad Wolf. I think we might see uh, a peak performance, 1,400 metres here from a good gate, well, $17, my, seven. My Maddie is from the same stable, not quite. Skinnington's. Skinnington's. What are we getting if we love those together, 17, 16? We're getting a price. Just money. Got to have something. Money, mainly. Money, mainly. Money, mainly. Money, mainly. Maddie double. I don't mind that. 
Makes sense. Yeah. I reckon it's not impossible either. I'll be back in the pair, that's for sure. I'll definitely be in the pair. Lay of the day, race nine. Uh, Agent J, uh, crazy price for a horse that won't lead back to the 1,000 metres. Failed heavily with the exact same setup two or three starts ago. That'll do me as well. Yeah, has to J. be, doesn't it? Yeah, has to be. It, it was the only one of the real main fancies that uh, I could lay that I didn't really consider as a winning chance in my leg up. So yep. I'm happy to play against, uh, go against Agent J. Mm -hmm.